This is your brother James, and this is everything porn, sex, and relationships. Today, or again, we're going to go over 1 Corinthians 6, 9 today the as a scripture memory. But um, I'm pretty excited moving forward. We're going to be moving into a new series after this episode. Uh, I have a woman psychologist coming on who I'm pretty pretty stoked about. She's uh she's got a lot of things from her perspective. Uh she's uh a psychotherapist, so she works with a lot of people who have sex addictions or people who have sexual um per, what do you just they have you know like you're watching you're watching porn or whatever and you you see a bunch of really intense things like these people who are doing these things right so she she works with those people and I'm actually pretty excited to have her on um it should be a good good take a good direction uh I also have another friend who I'm hoping that she'll she'll be willing to come on and she's going to talk about opposite sex relationships so that's something to look forward to but let's get started. I'll go into that later. So um, 1 Corinthians 6, I'm in the New King James. I'm going to start in verse 1, and then in verse 9, we're going to break it down. Now, uh, this is a bit of a longer verse as well. I think I'm going to split it up. So I'm going to stop at the word deceived, which is about halfway through the verse. This is also a pretty rough verse. Just a uh, disclaimer. So here we go. Dare any of you having a matter against another? Go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints. Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one, who will be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers. Now therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. It's kind of funny because it's, it, it's in the middle of a sentence where the verse stops. So anyway, do, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Uh, 
Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. <laughs> Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. <clears throat> Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. Okay, so that's we're done with that half, so we're going to keep going. Verse 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed... But you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will be well, will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the God both raised up the Lord. And God both raised up <laughs> the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from, your, from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So regarding that, the, the particular verse we focused on, and I got stuck on verse 14. I couldn't quite read. It said, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. I got a little confused there, but we'll get there later. Um verse 9 it talks about the homosexual you know it says neither it says none of these will inherit the kingdom of god now uh, it gets a little dicey here because in our current state of our world is there's a lot of these people 
right? A lot of these people, and they would be very remiss if you called them out in this area. Now, and and what I tend to do is when I and I have a lot of friends who are gay. Okay, well, I, I friends, people that I know who I have associated myself with uh, over a period of time. Right, I I have gay friends right or get people that you know and and I was I I played football a flag football in a flag football league with with gay guy it was a gay flag football league and I I left it just because I did feel like I was supporting the lifestyle which honestly I don't condemn them and I I felt like if I was maybe a little using it more as like a missionary tool or some way to kind of like minister to them I feel like it would have been okay but the fact that I didn't really wasn't really pursuing that because I wasn't when someone's in that state they have to want to change right and I have a really strong argument for people you know and and if you're not in the church okay if you're not a Christian if you don't claim to be a Christian and you're gay okay you know like you're gonna go do what you're gonna do if you're not a Christian and you're having sexual relations with people uh, okay you know but if you're someone in the church and you are proclaiming that you're going to be, you know, you're a son of God, daughter of God, and you're partaking in these acts, you know, you're fornicating, you know, you're having sex outside of marriage, you're having sex with same-sex people. Um, I do, this verse is very clear, <laughs> like, it's you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God, like, uh, and it doesn't mean that you, you call them out, but when the opportunity presents itself and you're praying, you know, the, the key is, is are you praying for this person so that God opens a door for you, for him to speak through you? Because when we pray, it's really not so much about the other person. It's about us getting out of the way. When we pray, we're getting ourselves out of the way. And then usually a door opens for us to kind of speak to them. And rather than using maybe a verse that could cut, you know, like the verse is designed to cut to the heart, right? And it could, you know, and, and yeah, it's, it, it, you don't necessarily want to be like super friendly and like be in these really strong relationships with these people. And, and the, you know, this chapter in particular tells you that, you know, of, uh, of uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 6, and 7, these chapters specifically state like you shouldn't, uh, be in it, it you know, if they're going to church, great, but it, like maybe be very, be very aware that you should not be spending a ton of time right with these people like and i'm not saying you don't be friends with them but you just want to be very intentional about the time you spend with them and if it kind of goes to a place where you're you're just being super soft or 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 you don't want to address the issue when it when the opportunity presents itself right when god presents an opportunity for you to speak to them about this um and you kind of shy away you know that's not he, he God's not showing you to minister to this person you just uh, don't need to be in their life right now you know um at at that state um but yeah this particular verse is hard because man it's it it just states it right right out okay and in instead of maybe saying the verse to them I use this example my buddy guy I live with for a long for a year 
Uh, he has two uncles, and they were gay. They're now married to women, and they have children, okay? Uh, and the key is, is, is they might even still say that they're gay, yet they, they instead of giving in to the homosexual behavior, they decided to fight it and knew that it wasn't okay to God. So rather than just be gay and just say, oh, this is who I am, you know, I'm going, I'm going to fight this like any other sin, right? So that's, that's the issue I do have is I, I do believe God's calling people in the church who are gay to fight, not give in, okay? That's my stance on that. Um, anyway, so I wanted to talk about three warnings, okay? And that's one of them. So the first warning, justification of sin. When you start saying things like not as bad as, right? That's, oh, I'm not, this isn't as bad as, you know, that's, that's not good. So in James 2, it says, he who keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he's guilty of the whole law. Okay. So let's not use that term. I'm not, oh, this isn't as bad as, you know, I'm not doing anything that bad, you know? Let's get that out of the vocabulary. The next thing, this is who I am statements. Like I said, you got to be real careful with those. Like God, God didn't make you one way. And it, and it is true. Like there's some things you can't change about yourself, right? Uh, sin is not one of those things that you can't change. You can't change, all right? Um, um, and what is something that you can't change? I get, like for me, I'm fired up about, I get real fired up about uh, sex, porn, relationships, and football. By the way, I have a podcast. It's called Primarily Pro Football Talk. I like talking football, so that's another one I do. But I get real fired up about those things. And I I can't – football is something I've been trying to get rid of in my life. Like I've, I, I fall in and out of love with it, and it just keeps coming back. And that's something I, I, I can't change that. Like I like football, you know? So that's something like God put that desire in your heart and that's something you can't change, right? But when it comes to like, oh, I just live with my girlfriend and I can't change that. Yeah, that's a bunch of BS, you know, like, like, like let's just be straight honest. Like let's let's acknowledge that it's sin, ask for forgiveness and change or not change. And that's OK, but don't claim to be pursuing God because you're not. This is the will of God for your life. You're just uh, your sanctification that you flee from sexual immorality. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse three. So this is who I am statements. Watch out formulas. The other thing and this just be careful when a pastor or somebody gives you a formula on what you need to be doing to get something right to get the blessing of God. You need to do this, this and this. Be very, be very careful with those because then you're getting put in a box and then you start putting yourself in a box and then you start, well, when you do it and it doesn't happen, it's like, well, what's wrong? You know, like I thought, I thought you said that this was going to work and it's like, well, God doesn't, that's not how really (laughs) God, God doesn't work on man's, man's uh, path, right? God has a much, he, he works through all things, all things and he's really good. So I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a few strategies right now. So <clears throat> write down emotions and frustrations almost as a letter to God. 
Uh, the other the other thing is uh, I'm gonna add to this sexual frustrations when you get as a single guy I get super sexually frustrated some like like it gets bad sometimes and the be- the the best thing for me to avoid sin now remember the thought of having sex is not sin having an attraction towards a woman is good when you start to plan how you're gonna have sex with a woman and you're not married that's bad. Okay, that's sin. Okay, not the thought of having sex with her is a sin. When you start to plan how you're going to do it or how you could do it and now you're thinking about it and it's been longer than about 10 seconds, that is now sin. Okay, so let's um, let's just acknowledge that having a, a healthy lust for women is, is very good. Okay, and, and uh, don't don't feel like you're sick or something because you're not but you can become it can become an issue where you're planning to have sex with with women right so don't and here's what i do i write down the sexual experiences i would like to have with my wife i'll write them down sometimes now i i i'm not saying that this isn't sin okay so don't this is more my opinion right now okay don't don't uh don't think take this for like oh god's okay with this but what i would do i I don't do this anymore because i don't need to but i what i would do is i would write down the things that i want to do with my wife in sex because i'm thinking about them so i just write them all down okay i got them all out so they're all out they're all on they're all recorded i got them they're good um so i i encourage you to do that that helps um and then writing down your frustrations to God. Getting mad at God is not bad because you're acknowledging him in your pain, okay? Jacob wrestled with God. So it's it's not a bad thing to be, to be in a fight with God and just just be upset. Like he wants you to get upset so you can learn. Uh, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that says uh uh, uh the sad uh by a sad countenance the heart is made better. And 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 the point of that is 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 you have to be sad. You have to be in a place of solemn state before you actually improve, right? So I encourage you to be to not be upset when you have a lust for a woman, and not be upset when you're mad at God. Like don't don't feel like that's a bad thing. And then I'm gonna challenge you guys with one thing: find something you like to do, and bring Jesus into that. So my thing's Yahtzee. I play Yahtzee with Jesus. I have it on my phone and I have it like I have like the the, the board game and it, it's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. Like like you get especially when you start it, it starts off a little weird and then it just becomes normal. But then you start just whatever it whatever it is like my friend, my friend Jordan, I'm hoping to have her on. She she does this thing where she just makes coffee for Jesus in the morning. So she does a coffee for herself and a coffee for him and she sets it as if he was sitting there. I mean, he is sitting there. Like that's that's the thing is he actually is there. So if you if you do something, if you act out in faith that he is there, and you do something like that, and you bring him into every area of your life, there's a lot of healing that happens there. And then when you start to do things, when you start messing up, you start knowing that Jesus is right there with you, and then your mess ups don't happen as frequent because he's he's sitting right there with you. So that's my challenge to you is to bring him into something. And it, yeah, like I said, it starts off a little weird and you got to be alone, obviously, but it's it, like you got to do stuff like that to it's an act of faith. 
right? It's an act of faith. You're acting out in faith. James 2, read that. Read James 2. Just read it all the way through. Read it about 20 times, okay? James 2 talks all about this. Um, the next thing, um, yeah, so so the next series I want to talk, I want to go into a women's perspective. So I'm going to literally do a whole season on women's perspectives. Uh, got the psychologist, he's a psychotherapist coming in to talk sex, basically, and uh, she's going to talk a little bit opposite sex relationships, and so is my friend Jordan. She, We had a good conversation last night talking about opposite sex relationships, or friendships, that is, uh, that just aren't romantic, right? And it gets a little jumbled, especially like with, with us who struggle with, with porn, and just, you know, you're talking with a girl, and you might, you're attracted to her, but you're... See, see, the thing is, is like you'll be talking to somebody, you're attracted to them, so you're thinking about having sex with them, and you just know it's wrong, right? But you don't want to put yourself in these in these situations where something could happen. But if you're with, you know, if it, if it's like with someone in the, you know, like someone your 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 sister in the church, you know, you should be seeing her as your sister, so that shouldn't be an option. But I mean, let's be honest, like there's times where we're thinking about that, and and that's where I get a little bit. Um, skeptical on opposite sex relationships because I'm thinking about having sex with her, so I just I'm good, you know. Like I don't I don't need to be talking to her, you know. Um, unless I'm unless I'm gonna pursue her, you know. If I'm gonna pursue her, great. But if I'm not gonna pursue her, there ain't no reason for me to be talking to her, in my opinion, right? Uh, so that's my thought. But she has a little bit different thought, so I'm I'm happy to have her on to talk about that. Um. Anyway, so I'm I'm pretty excited about what's coming up. <clears throat> Hope you guys are. Uh, I encourage you to study First Corinthians six, so that way while we're reading it, you get a little bit more out of it. Anyway, this is your brother James, and this is everything porn, sex, and relationships.